0: Welcome to Digital Marketing Musings. Each episode, we choose different experts to discuss the latest and greatest in digital marketing. Today, I'm interviewing Aaron Spice and Rachel Monfrey about the Merkle Q3 2021 Media Insights Report. I'm Gaia Reed, and this is Digital Marketing Musings. Thanks for tuning in to Digital Marketing Musings. Today, I'm joined by Erin Spice, Senior Director of Digital Strategy, and Rachel Monfrey, Associate Director of Digital Strategy. With their over two decades of combined experience in digital, Erin and Rachel have done it all. Search, merchandising, content creation, and PR. They bring that wealth of experience to us today into their current roles overseeing digital strategy holistically across accounts at Merkle. Welcome to the show, Erin and Rachel. Thanks for having us. Thanks, Gaia. So, remind our listeners what exactly is the quarterly uh, media insights report? Yeah,
1: so in advance of each quarter, a group of us on the media strategy team meet and we discuss current digital trends and timely topics that we feel are going to impact the next quarter. And so then we get a group of uh, folks together and we research these topics and we produce this deliverable um, and, and circulate it out about six, what, six weeks in advance of the quarter so that brands and marketers and our account teams can use the research in this uh, deliverable to jumpstart their planning efforts and supplement you know, conversations with, with clients around these topics.
0: Great. So, what were the general themes that you all wanted to research and dive into heading into Q3 this year? So
1: the two, uh, I think the two primary themes um, are around recovery and back to school. So obviously a big part of this fall season upcoming here is returning to some normal. And we're starting to see that already this summer. Um, and, and definitely a more familiar back to school is in sight for us this year and, and holiday season as well. So for marketers, it's going to be really important to pay attention to the, the pandemic-driven behaviors that arose during the pandemic um, and that are going to stick around post-pandemic. Um, it's also important to, to understand what's going to revert back to the pre-pandemic levels, so thinking back to 2019. Um, And then I mentioned back to school. So back to school planning is top of mind for all of us right now, whether you're working on a retail account or some of our FISERV clients, anyone with students and parents of students as target audiences should definitely take a peek at the, the back to school section.
2: A handful of other trends that we saw gaining momentum during the pandemic and that we anticipate continuing to grow post-pandemic are live audio, text messaging, and wearables. Uh, we think all marketers should be aware of and consider if and how these might fit into their strategy. It's also a really great time to be testing these ahead of the uh, the big buying seasons coming up with back to school and then holiday in, the, in uh, Q4.
0: Especially with... Uh... Prime Day right around the corner for us. Earlier this Um, year. I know, I know. It took us all by surprise. So let's start uh, with COVID recovery. So what trends are you all looking for in the marketplace around that?
1: Yeah, so I mean, right now we're at the point where half of the U.S. population has at least the first shot in their arm Um, and masking guidelines have been greatly eased. But the reality is recovery unfortunately doesn't look the same everywhere. So, you know, kind of first and foremost, it's important for markets to consider, um, especially international marketers to consider regionally the different stages of recovery that that markets are in. Um, And it's critical to emphasize health and safety measures that are being taken to keep people safe, especially people as people start to return to stores. Um, You know, marketers should be meeting their audiences with empathy. Again, especially people in those regions like India who are experiencing record high cases. And then there are, you know, as I mentioned earlier, the behaviors and the services that emerged during the pandemic that are going to stick around. So, for example, people are eager to get back to physical stores, but they still want to have curbside pickup. They still want to have contactless payment options they still really like and plan to use those virtual try-ons, those augmented reality shopping features. So those are things that marketers should continue to elevate in their messaging, um, continue to get the tech in place to be able to offer those things to their shoppers. People are also eager to travel. So there's this notion of revenge travel that's emerged over the last few months. Um, It's you know people returning to travel with a vengeance, really splurging on their first post pandemic trip. And then in the report, we talk about some other travel trends that have emerged. So, um, you know, wellness travel being one an increased focus on wellness, an influx of older travelers visiting their families and grandkids. Workcations are expected to continue, um, especially with companies now embracing this work from anywhere lifestyle. So these are all things that travel marketers should keep up with. They should lean into, they should Um, you know, have content and messaging and promos and packaging around these different travel trends. But at the same time, uh, travel marketers should really stay on top of those flexible cancellation policies um, and clearly highlight those in all of their marketing messaging and on their sites. I know that's a lot, but those are kind of touching on a couple of different industries there and, and what we expect to see over the next few months.
0: No, that's great and a plug for any of our listeners who haven't listened to our travel episode that we launched just a couple weeks back, but we go into a little bit more detail around some of those travel trends to expect this summer, um, and they they mirror a lot of what Erin touched on today. Great. Um, so how about back to school? This one is pretty big with a lot of students transitioning, you know, back into physical learning centers. So what are the trends that we're looking at there? Yeah, I mean, I think
1: largely parents and students are excited to get back into to schools. Um, we talk a little bit about the virtual learning behaviors and elements of virtual learning that are going to persist post pandemic. But already, like I said, back to school shopping looks very different than last year. Um, when you're looking at the categories that people are buying. You know, last year people weren't investing in backpacks and clothing; they were spending their back-to-school shopping budgets on desks and laptops and all of the work-from-home infrastructure that they needed. Um, Mintel is a is a source that we um, call out in this report, and they published a really comprehensive report that touched on the different shopping priorities of parents mm-hmm. versus students. So, I thought it was interesting to see parents are looking for some of those more traditional classroom items, so the backpacks, the school supplies where students are really excited to get back in person, see their friends again, and they're focused on their appearance. So they are looking at footwear, apparel, beauty products, um, and really trying to nail that first first day of school, first week back at school look. So marketers that can tap into that and in their messaging and creative um, will really resonate with students.
0: I'm not even going back to school and I'm very interested in like refreshing my wardrobe and having like new looks this summer. So I, um, hundred percent can relate.
1: I know I'm totally planning on ditching the yoga pants <laughs> and buying some. real pants. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
0: Um, so talk to me about live audio in general. What is this category and, and what trends are emerging in that space?
2: Fantastic question. Um, I'm going to borrow a reference from eMarketer who said and explained it really well. They describe live audio as kind of sitting at the intersection of four activities that um, we're all a little more familiar with than perhaps this term, live audio. Uh, To them, it sits in between social media, digital audio, virtual events, and conversations. Um, It's also, just for reference point, often referred to as social audio or um, Mm. drop-in audio. So the most well-known platform is probably Clubhouse. Uh, They've really helped push live audio mainstream. Speaking of, have either of you uh, listened in to a uh, Clubhouse room ever?
0: I haven't. I
1: guess
2: I'm going to date myself, but no, (laughs) I have not. For Clubhouse, do you still need an invite to get in? You do still need an invite. Um, and I think that probably helps uh, with the exclusivity sense that you might get for um, not being able to just sign up, helping to um, boost Clubhouse's popularity a little bit. So if anyone does want an invite, let me know. I have a few left. So a couple other points that I'll bring up that I thought was really interesting when I was doing this research. Um Live audio, like I said, has seen rapid growth this year. Clubhouse gained 10 million users in a year, which is a huge growth, Um, definitely driven by the pandemic, but there are a lot of new needs uh, that arose over the last year, year and a half. So it it served as a platform for digital events, provided human contact, and it got people away from video. I, Mm -hmm. I know there was a lot of Zoom and video fatigue with everyone. Um, it's also really, it's positioned well to remain popular in the new normal because of its ability to bring people together across locations, across time zones, across backgrounds, people that you wouldn't necessarily get to network and interact with on a, on a normal day. Um, you can mm-hmm. all join a room at the same time and be kind of transported to be in, in the same place at the same time. Um, a couple other- Okay. Um, a couple other big players are coming out with their own versions, which I think will help just continue to, to push, um, to push live audio into the mainstream and to help grow it in popularity. So anyone from Facebook, Twitter, Spotify, Reddit are all coming out with their own. There's also a few other, uh, niche examples as well that are, uh, getting into this space.
0: Okay, cool. So how can marketers start with using live audio?
2: A few ideas uh, for marketers to dip their toes would be with either thought leadership, having a subject matter expert host a room or even in, join an existing room, or perhaps with virtual events. Uh, for example, the NFL had an exclusive deal with Clubhouse where they hosted rooms leading up to the 2021 draft where people were able to join. Mm-hmm. It was kind of a, an interesting opportunity for them, almost like a, a branding or awareness opportunity. Um, so, just a few ideas there, um, but it's going to be really interesting to follow the space. I think it might have been Bill Gates who first said this that speech would replace keyboards. Um, it seems like his early prediction might come to uh, come to fruition between voice-activated devices, audio-only platforms. It almost seems like society might be ready to revert back to more of our traditional spoken storytelling versus written words. So with that, I think it will will be really interesting to follow this.
0: I love that. I feel like Um, getting back to your, uh, overview on like text, uh, being a pretty big trend that we were looking into, I feel like I'm getting text now from like every brand that I've ever interacted with online this past year and past couple months. So what are you all seeing in the SMS space?
2: Seeing what you're seeing, it definitely has picked up a lot of traction in the last six months to a year. And um, but I wouldn't necessarily say it's new. Um, messaging from brands has been around for a long time. Anecdotally, I remember writing a copy for an SMS program in 2016 for at a previous job. So it's definitely been around for a couple of years. Um, but now there's a lot more capabilities uh, with images and rich links that definitely were not available a couple <laughs> years back.
1: I think one of the reasons. It, it works is because it meets customers where they are, where they are on their phones, right? Mm-hmm. This is never more than a foot away from me. Um, and that's extremely valuable real estate because people open their texts. They want to clear out their texts, right? So I think there was a stat in the report around e-marketers citing over 80% of consumers have opened a text from a business. Clearly, all three mm-hmm. of us have. Um, but if you can get someone to opt into texts and you can execute an SMS campaign that gives them something special, you know, a great discount, uh, shipping or delivery reminder, uh, appointment reminder, then they're going to stay opted mm-hmm. in and they're going to keep opening those texts and stay really engaged with the brand. I've even noticed lately when you go on sites to opt into email programs from the brands that you follow, they're bundling that opt-in mm-hmm. for email with an opt-in for text. And you know, they're offering an exclusive one-time promo code, which is really smart because they're not only capturing that PII, um, but they're kind of killing two birds with one stone and, and getting access to you on multiple devices, multiple channels.
0: Yep. I really love it when like, especially like a doctor's office or an eye care provider just like provides those reminders mm-hmm. via text and it's really quick and easy mm-hmm. to set up a new appointment. It's it's definitely what I'm looking for. Press C to confirm. Done. Yep. Usually don't realize I have an appointment the next day until I get that text.
1: So I've come <laughs> to
0: rely on it. I got one of those today. <laughs> um, so lastly, what trends are you all predicting with wearables? This, um, it seems like it was a really, really hot topic a couple of years ago, but how much has that taken off?
2: Like a lot of the other maybe unexpected categories that benefited from the pandemic, wearables was definitely one of them with health as a top draw for um, a lot of users. So according to one report, um, 46% of respondents reported that um, they were using their wearables for a new reason um, during the pandemic. Mm -hmm. So a couple of those um, really popular new uses were managing a diagnosed health condition, fitness tracking and staying on track mm. with goals to be more physically active, which all makes sense given what was going on, um, during, a uh, lockdown with, uh, with the pandemic. Um, it's interesting too to see who's entering the space with, um, Facebook and Amazon who purchased Fitbit and Google, um, all having devices mm. to compete with Apple who holds, I think, nearly 36% um, of the global wearables market. And um, Which, though, thinking about that competitive set, um, interesting, too, to think about if consumers might be wary of sharing their personal data with some of the larger tech companies, um, which isn't a surprise given everyone's heightened awareness around data privacy these days. So definitely um, a couple things to to watch out for there.
0: Great. Well, thank you all so much for sharing. Um, Are there any topics that you're already planning on or they're on your radar for the Q4 I can't even like say the word. I can't even say holiday. <laughs> the holiday media insights report.
1: Yeah, I mean, holiday is absolutely going to be a core topic for the Q4 report. Um, we're still firming up other topics, and, and honestly, if you or any listeners have any requests or recommendations, let us know. Um, we'll we'll be working on that throughout the month of July. So happy for to take feedback.
0: That'd be great. And that's it for this episode of Digital Marketing Musings. Huge thanks to our guests, Aaron Spice and Rachel Monfrey for joining me today.
2: Thanks for having us. Thanks,
0: Gaia. Stay in touch and let us know what you want to hear about next or what you want to see in the Q4 Media Insights Report by emailing us at digitalmarketingmusings at Inc.com. Also, if you have not yet already, please hit that subscribe button and rate and review us. It helps others to find us and tell a friend about the show. Until next time I'm Gaia Reed bye